Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. How did you do it? Seriously, how did you do it? How did you become a disciple of Jesus? Because you are. You're here. You confess. You're a Christian. A follower of Jesus. But you don't measure up. In fact, according to the words we heard today, frankly, do you even come close? I mean, hate father and mother? Hate your wife and children? Hate your own life? Renounce all you have? Even allowing for the fact that the word hate here does not mean despising and being against your family or your life so much that you wish them ill or wish them dead, but means what you're willing to leave behind to be a disciple. Still, how did you do it? Can you really and honestly say that you've never put family before God? That you've never been silent because you didn't want to offend? That you were never more fearful of what your family would say or think or do more than God? Can you really and honestly say that you haven't followed your own desires and urges rather than the word of God? That what the world says seems better to you than what God says? Have you never at least temporarily put down the cross because of the ridicule or persecution that was coming your way? Have you never compromised to avoid hardship or conflict? Can you say that? Because I can't. So how did you do it? How did you become a disciple and stay one and be here today? Seriously. Or maybe you haven't. Maybe you're just fooling yourself. Wishful thinking. Call yourself a disciple when you're really not. That's what the world thinks after all. That's the accusation they will throw in your face. That you're a hypocrite. That you call yourself a Christian, but you're no better than the next guy. In fact, you're worse. Because you call yourself a Christian, but don't live like one. And that's especially what the devil wants you to think and believe too. Using Jesus' own words that we heard today to prove it. See? (laughs) Disciple? Right, as if you, you're rather the unsalty salt that Jesus talked about today. That's who you are. Good for nothing, not even for the manure pile. Not even good enough for manure. Ouch. But if you look at your life, you know he's right, don't you? And if judged by your life, 
you'll be thrown someplace worse than the manure pile. So thank you, devil. Yes, thank you for reminding me of this truth and for being Jesus' stooge. Because you mean to drive me away from and separate me from my Jesus, either by making me try to clean myself up and try harder and rely on myself, or by making me despair and think I have no hope. But I'm not here for that. I'm here to repent and find my life and my discipleship not in me, but in Jesus, which is how Jesus meant for me to hear these words that we heard today. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. That's what Jesus said. So I'm going to hear what Jesus has to say to me. Not you, devil. You see, that's the ace up my sleeve. Or perhaps better to say the word of truth in my ear. Because you know, devil, the very first thing that I heard that made me a disciple, it wasn't how good I was or what I did or anything in me. It was this. I baptize you. You see, that's when I became a disciple. It's what Jesus did, not what I did. He made me a child of God. He cleansed me. He gave me this life. With those words and water, he took this worthless person from the manure pile and made me his own. How about that, devil? And while you're right that I haven't lived that way and I've fallen more times than I can count, you know what else I hear in these ears, devil? Not better improve or get better, but this. I forgive you. You see, that's what keeps me a disciple. What Jesus keeps giving me, not my improvement. So even if I repent, it's not to do something for Jesus. It's so that I can hear these words of forgiveness. Because I can't make unsalty salt salty again. But he can. And does. And so, yeah, you're pretty good, devil, at using these words against me. You actually get me to believe you sometimes. And not believe God. Because you know how weak and stupid I am. But, but I remember how you tried to use these words against Jesus, Mr. Devil. Do you remember that? I know that you do, even though you'd rather not. You'd rather forget. It was when Jesus was on the cross. You had all these people come by and mock him. Yeah, he thought he could establish and build the kingdom of God, but he couldn't complete it. Yeah, he thought he could fight this spiritual war, but look at him now. How do you spell failure? J-E-S-U-S. 
That picture in the dictionary next to the word failure, yep, that's you, Jesus. What happened, Mr. Devil? He shut your filthy mouth, didn't he? Because you thought he was dead. But he rose to life again. You thought he was defeated. But he descended into hell and proclaimed his victory. You thought you were king of the world. But now look at you. You're like a gun with no ammunition. Like a sheath without a sword. Like a bomb without any explosive. You look all bad. But you're nothing. My sins are forgiven and cannot condemn me. My death is defeated and cannot hold me. And then these words I'm hearing here, Mr. Devil, I hear these too. Jesus shuts your mouth, but he opens mine. And you know what he puts in? His body and blood. Given for me and now given to me. Yeah, the same body and blood you thought was dead. You thought you beat. You thought was going to decompose in the tomb. It didn't. He lives and so now do I. Because him. Because you are what you eat. Right, Mr. Devil? So I am a son of God. A child of God. I am dead and risen with him. I followed him through death and the grave. No, say it this way. He pulled me behind him through death and the grave to life again with him, which makes me a disciple. Because all those things I can't do, Jesus did. He did leave everything behind. He did give up everything. He didn't let anyone or anything move him from his mission. He did take up his cross and die for me. And for all these people here today too, Mr. Devil, because they've been great commissioned. Remember those words of Jesus? He told his disciples, who weren't really good at being good either, He told them, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them, forgiving them and putting Jesus into their ears. That's how you disciple someone. They don't do it. Jesus does it. So, yes, devil, sorry, I know you're going to keep trying. I know you're not going to give up. I know you'll be fighting to the end. And I know that I'll keep failing and falling. Try as I might to be a good and faithful disciple. You know, again, how weak and stupid and unable I am. So I'm just going to die. That's what the cross is for, after all. But it's Jesus' cross that I die on, not my own. I die with him, not apart from him, and so I'll rise and live with him too. I'll keep repenting and admitting that you're right about my sins, but I'll keep hearing Jesus' great and powerful words of forgiveness and life and confess they're right too. And that's the life 
I now live. A new life as a child of God. And when I run away like Onesimus did, thank you, Jesus, for sending me a Paul to call me back and send me to you. And when others come to me looking for forgiveness, help me welcome them back like Philemon and forgive them knowing that you have paid their debt and mine. And when faced with the choice between life and good and death and evil, help me know the difference. Because as you know, Jesus, the devil can make good look bad. Life look like death and righteousness look like evil. But fill my ears with your word that I know and choose life and good. That I follow you now in this life and finally crossing the Jordan into the promised land of heaven. So that's how you did it, dear children of God. It wasn't you after all. You're not able. It is Christ, and Christ who lives in you. So you are. And he says you are. And what you now do is what he has done for you and given to you. And so you are his disciple. And even more than that, his child. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.